Hey everybody, it's Wednesday night, so you know what that means. It's time for After Buzz TV and another recap of Vikings Season 6, Episode 7. Oh man, we got a deep episode. Lagatha, she goes to Valhalla. It's called the Ice Maiden, so stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yeah, we're back, we're back, we're back. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Welcome to the After Show for After Buzzes, the Vikings. We're covering Season 6, Episode 7. Cheers, cheers, everybody, cheers. First of all, uh, I'm your boy, Al G. I'm going to be uh, moderating, and I'd like to welcome uh, my co-host, my lovely partner in crime over here, Lauren B. Mosley. What up? Hey, y'all. We're back in... Ooh, we got a lot to talk about. We got about. a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of death, a lot of yes. drama. First of all, I know you had a problem with. Uh, and just so every, just so everybody knows, we're up to speed. It's not a spoiler. Okay. Lagatha, she died last week. Yeah. She was killed by Vitzerk accidentally. Vitzerk was one of his, you know, like mind bending traumas. He's blasted out of his mind, right? Correct. Tripping, tripping balls. And um, he didn't know. He thought he was killing Ivar, but he ended up killing Lagatha while she's staggering because she's got this mortal wound. And she goes, even though she's fe- defeated white hair, she wants to die in Kataka. So, Correct. So, all right, so she, and she co- wants to see her son. And she wants to see her son before she dies. Yeah. yeah. So she wants to see, she wants to go back to her people. So, uh, before we get into that, I want everybody to know we're going to cover the entire episode as thorough as we can, but we're going to cover it by locations. Right. First, we're going to start off in Russia, then we're going to go to uh, Norway, and then we're going to go to Katagat. Yes. So everybody, you know, you can pretty much follow us, and obviously we're going to spend the most time in Katagat because that's where the big climax takes place, you know, in uh, Lagatha's funeral. But um, before we get into it, yeah, so we know she's killed my mistake, but nevertheless, the, we, she die and i know after the last episode you were telling me you had some problems with her death yes because i felt i felt cheated i know i said this last week i feel like lagatha should have had maybe just one or two more episodes and maybe this could have been the middle breaking point for our season halfway part okay i I just wanted to hold on to her a little bit longer i'm being greedy okay i was about to say because she went out like a g she went out like a soldier but i see what you're saying maybe just put it that maybe that could have been the mid-season finale is what you're saying Okay, because we have that coming up. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, so we're almost halfway through the season. So, uh, all right, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, before we get to all that good stuff and before we get to our news and entertainment spot and before we get to our uh, uh, best death sequence, you know, let's just start out in Russia. Yes, let's do it. All right, so we're starting out in Russia, and we see uh, Prince... Uh, we see Prince... Uh, we see Prince Igor, mm-hmm. Prince Igor. We see uh, Ivar, and uh, we see um, why am I? Why, why is his name escaping me in Russia? Uh, the other, the other Oleg, Oleg, Prince yeah. Oleg. So they're uh, they're sitting around the table and they're having this weird discussion. And, uh, and by the way, this is after you know they like made love and made Ivar watch, right? <laughs> so uh, Prince Oleg is saying, I want to know, what is everybody's dream? And he goes around and he asks one, you know, what do you want out of life? It's, it's kind of a, a weird thing to talk about, but it's interesting because it reveals their character. You know right. what I mean? So uh, the princess, she says something freaky. as you, <laughs> She's like, I want to. This what? is like every man's <laughs> favorite woman right now. 
<laughs> what did she say? I want to I want to bathe in the hot snow. Or how did how did she describe this like she sexual like, fantasy? She was like, I want to sit in the basically have a sauna. Right, right. And enjoy being nude in yeah. the sauna. While everybody looks at my breasts. <laughs> while her breath is in the air. <laughs> very, was, very sensual. Very and then it was and we're still obviously thinking it's kind of meant to like F with, you know, Ivar because Correct. she looks obviously exactly like uh, his ex-wife. Um Little Igor, he's still sitting there with the puppet. He likes that puppet. Yes. He's going crazy with that puppet. <laughs> and at first, I thought he was using the, the puppet to kind of mi- mimic uh, Oleg. And I'd like to know your impression. Because he was he has this little voice that he pretends that he pretends to be the voice of the puppet. And the puppet's like, I want to take over everything and kill everybody. And so <laughs> is that supposed to be Oleg? Because I know the first time he said he was in, he was mocking Oleg. What is he still, Do you still think he's mocking Oleg now? Or is that something else? No, you know what? Looking at the scene, looking at this scene with them at the table and just kind of seeing the positioning and how everything was strategically placed out, I felt like this was a little um, hint towards where they're leading with their, uh, with, um, Ivar's and his plan. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is him gaining his a little bit of power. And he's able, you know, children, when they play, they kind of play out mm. what their feelings and their true intentions oh, are. And Igor, so he's revealing, are. He's revealing yeah, something about himself. So I feel like this is his way of keeping the secret, uh-huh. but still kind of taunting him in uh-huh. his face uh-huh. and just he doesn't even realize nice, that he's being nice. Yeah, he's kind of taunting Oleg, like, basically one time and take over me and your boy, but you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that was how I, I thought it was a nice childish move, but uh-huh. a discovery for us and, you know, a little hidden secret. He's crazy with that puppet. It looks so weird, though. <laughs> yeah. They, they had, a, you know, whoever did the set, like, props and uh-huh. everything, they do an amazing job because... Yeah. It's a little creepish. Yeah, yeah. But um, it gets the point across it exactly what they This is a real creepy do. episode. It gets real <laughs> bloody, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, lots of Viking culture is, is very dark, but. But here we're staying in Russia, and so he's asking everybody their dreams. The princess says her dreams, and then Prince Oleg asks Ivar, and you're talking about how the layout actually was kind of a clue to his plan, which is very interesting because he lays out kind of like um, the first little trap uh, for Oleg. Right. When he asks him, what do you want? He's like... Well, I want to walk again. I want my legs right. back. And he's like, you can do that, right? Because you're a god, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you are who you say you are, exactly. right? Okay, so I know what was you, what did you think about that? I thought it was, a, you know, I think Ivar is finally kind of rolling with the punches and uh-huh. dealing with... Um, King Oleg's kind of or Prince Oleg's type of like vibe and uh-huh. character, so nothing is really phasing him now. Mm. And I feel like he's starting to take back his own power in mm. the scene as well because he's like, you know what, your God, mm-hmm. he can do miracles. You know, he made a lame walk. He he healed the sick. Mm-hmm. Jesus rose from the dead. Right, right, right. I think it's not that much for a cripple, right? <laughs> so he's basically calling him out. If you are who you say you are, because otherwise, if you don't do, you must be a fraud, right? Pray to right? your God. Let's let's find <laughs> out what's happening. And so uh, obviously, Prince Oleg knows what he's doing, but he doesn't take the bait. He's like, "Well, I'll pray for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll pray for that. We'll be praying for you." <laughs> yeah, but then when they get around to Oleg, he makes this interesting declaration. He says he wants to go back into the womb of his mother. I was crazy. 
how twisted is he? <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, but I was sitting there just going like, you are really sick, man. Yeah. Like, you, like, what is wrong with yeah. you? And it, on some level, at first I thought he was kind of leaning towards like, you know, when you didn't have any responsibilities and it was just right. like peace with the earth and it was just mm-hmm. anything can happen. There's no beginning, there's no end. Mm-hmm. But then the way that he was describing it and the way that he was just going about expressing this, it, there was just something very, very twisted about this conversation and I'm not quite sure what that is all about but something is not right there well here's a a connection good point here's a connection I thought Uh, he took it to a whole besides being creepy going back to his mother womb but he took it to a metaphysical thing like life before life Mm. like who we become before this life and he starts Mm. going into this you know we were all somebody else in another life and he asked I've already believed in reincarnation he's like yes I do so that's the first introduction of that aspect, and then for me, it just it, it just kind of rang out loudly because they immediately cut to the princess because she looks like basically ah. looks like Ivar's reincarnated wife, basically. Okay, now <laughs> you know what all of that makes perfect sense. Uh huh. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting, like you know, because I mean, we, they haven't given they haven't dealt with reincarnation yet, but it'd be interesting to see like how they deal with that. Is this something really done supernaturally by the gods, or is it just another one of like? Oleg's like big tricks. How twisted. Yeah, he's crazy. And it's interesting that it comes from him because on one hand, you know, he's kind of leaning on the fence of Christianity and then on another hand, he's leaning on the fence of the Viking way and, Mm -hmm. you know, Valhalla and all of that and it's just like, okay, what do you really believe in? Now you're kind of leaning on the Buddhist uh type of side. Yeah, that sounds sounds more like King Olaf's territory, right, with the reincarnation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so before we leave Russia, we have this cool big ice skating rink in a of course, like yeah. little Prince Igor. He's like Prince Fauntleroy. He's like out there ice skating and having the time of his life. Time of his life. Everybody's <laughs> looking. We see Ivar up there chilling. And so uh, while Ivar's up there chilling, he gets he this messenger comes and delivers a, a message from uh, from Prince Dior. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so I like how they, they filmed it because it was obviously while he's communicating with Ivar, they weren't looking at each other. They had right. to keep it on the DL because right. otherwise uh, I'm sure uh, Prince Oleg is watching like, who's Ivar talking to? You know, right. He's not supposed to be talking to anybody. But obviously the, the messengers come bearing words from Dior saying, you know, thanks for freeing me. Our plan is still in the mix. And so what do you think about their plan and their, com- and their covert communication? I think it's very clever. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. This is what's going to set them up to have the the home field advantage when it comes time for them to make their move. Mm -hmm. Because at this point in time, Ivar needs to, he has to, his life and death for him to have frenemies and allies in this situation because he started from nothing and now if you look he's gaining and gaining and kind of building his own Mm. little army behind the scenes so and he he even there's even like this little manifestation of this prop i guess it looked like some type of crucifix but it was like a double cross and i want to say maybe that belonged to dior as proof that the messenger gave him i don't know maybe you guys can help us out with that in the chat clarify where that crucifix came from but he pulls that out and i think he and he even kind of like shows it to um to uh, uh, little Igor and he's like yeah our plan is coming to fruition and Igor yeah. even gets it too he's like ah cool it's all about to happen so, <laughs> he's so excited yeah they're so excited so meanwhile we got the new princess and uh, Prince 
Oleg giving her that that dream sauna bath that she wanted. It's like what this happened big, this summer. It's like a big extravagant production, <laughs> you know. It's like, but it's, it was really surreal because it's like miles of ice, and then you just see this one naked like little maiden, you know, in this hot sauna right. bathing naked, you know, and then she's like, you know, looking angelic. And by the way, it's it's weird because a similar scene comes up later, but I don't want to spoil it. But he's like, my darling, you know, is this? Did I make your dreams come true? And she's like, yes, I made your dreams. <laughs> Control. She was like, anyway. no, this was easy. <laughs> yeah. I, anyway, so what was, what was the point to that scene? Is it just to show, like, their degree of excess? Why do you think they included that? I think it ha- it really showcases the dynamic of their relationship and how twisted, in my humble opinion, I uh, use the word twisted. It is twisted. But how twisted their relationship is. And mm-hmm. they're in it for each other, but then they're also in it for themselves a little bit. Totally um, for the, yeah, totally self-serving. You know, it's one thing to rule, and it's one thing to even be a rich ruler. We're used to seeing that. But, like, you know, she might as well just been, like, walking on palm fronds and grapes or something like that. Correct. That would be the equivalent of it, you She know? is, like, in la-la land yeah. of her own. Totally, and- themselves, totally spoil <laughs> themselves to excess. Very much so. All right, so with that said... That concludes the Russia segment, and we're Woo. about to go to Norway. And I just want to give a heads up to our people out there when we know they make the transition and Jonathan. But right. uh, when we go to Norway, it's not that much. And you guys hang tight because we still got Katakat and the funeral coming. But Norway, there's not a lot going on. Okay, so last time we left, uh, there was the big uh, election. Correct. And cut to King uh, Olaf standing before the new King Harold. Right. And we cut to Harold. He's up there. He's in the, he's in the, uh, you know, the little throne. He's got his, his crown on. He's like, I am the king, the official king of Norway. And Olaf doesn't bow down. They have a little interesting back and forth. And what's your take on that? Well, I think he, well, obviously he realized that his plan did not work. It got backfired, yeah. But not only is he realizing that his plan backfired on him, but he's now realizing the position that not only he put himself in, but the people in, Mm. Bjorn in. This was not a well-thought-out plan. It was a little (laughs) loosey-goosey, and now it is seriously a fire in his face. So now he's like, okay, what do I do? And my whole thing is like, see, when people, when they make these grand proclamations of disloyalty, like it looks cool and dramatic, but it's like, you can't be doing that unless you got an army behind you. <laughs> Sometimes you're just going to chop your head off right then and there. Exactly. But they go through that and, and props to, um, I know we don't want to give Harold any props, but props to him for not killing him because I thought he was yeah. going to kill him. But he's like, I'm going to treat you how you treated me, which is I'm going to imprison you. Which I only think that is kind of fair. Right, right, right. You know, what goes fair. around comes around. So, I'm yeah, he didn't kill him. One. He didn't kill him. But Olaf, he has another wish. And what you kind of take it? He says, I want to walk off to eternity in my own shoes. What did you take from that? Well, he's always been a man of his own. Like, uh-huh. he's always been as weird and crazy and who, who, who you know, he right. can be sometimes as a character. Right. He's always been a man of his own. And he has this vision for what he thinks life and the country is or whatever. It's always his vision of it. Mm. So for someone else to try to take his power mm. away, and he is still a king. Mm-hmm. That was a power move. That was like, you're not going to drag me to prison. I will Uh, walk to prison. Because at this point in time, I created this mess, uh and I can... Take myself there. And I almost wondered, too, if he said walk to eternity, it's like, is he just going to, like, walk to suicide? Because, like, I would not be surprised if he yeah. killed himself. We'll though. see that. Well, it'd be interesting what you guys say in the chat. Well, you know, we'll hear that on predictions. But, yeah, it's because, as you've said, um, King Olaf is kind of, 
He's been portrayed as like this mystic Nair. Like you said, Very this great so. Greek chorus. He's almost like a, he, and he literally looks like a Buddha. So he's been kind of like the prophet. He's the one who prophesies uniting Norway. And I think also what he's saying too is like, this wasn't God's plan. Right. But, you know, at least as, as he prophesied. And there's a little bit of pride there because the prophecy did not go the way that he intended it to go. Right. So I would not be surprised if he is trying to figure out a way to devise a plan mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, he knows that they were cheated out of this moment. Right. And it was unfairly done. So I, he's the type of man that's going to get what he wants. It's just a matter, is he going to give up or uh-huh. is he going to keep fighting? What's his plan? Yeah. I agree with you. Plus, I like Olaf's character so much. I don't want to just see him rotten. <laughs> you know? I want to see him come back. He's such an inter- interesting character. But he's also clever. So I'm yeah. interested to see if he's going to figure out a way to kind of talk himself out of this. Right, right. How long are you going to be in jail? Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's Norway. And we're about to move on to Katagat. But before we uh, move on to Katagat, I'm just going to put a, a pin in Norway. So... Uh, they cut the scene, and the only thing is, like, we're left to speculate, you know, what's going to happen with Olaf. You know, is he taken off to jail? Is he going to commit suicide? But Harold condemns him. And basically, Harold's consolidating his power. Right. So he's, he's taken the throne. He's killed. He's tried to kill off all his enemies, chased Bjorn out of there. So he's consolidated his power. Right. All right. So now, so let's move on to Katagat, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I, Jonathan, if you're down, let's move on to Katagat. And we're going to uh, switch scenes and, and switch locations. And the big, I guess, the big plot point of the episode is Lagatha's funeral. Right. Uh, so the, it, it's even an interesting opening. We cut to, like, from the intro, literally an opening on her dead body, lying frozen in the snow. And it's, right. it's really, and you compare that because it's almost like the death of a warrior, somebody like her who's so sacred, you know, you expect there to be, like, fanfare. But at the end of the day, she just died alone in the snow. Yes. So that part was kind of sad. It's kind of eerie. And then when they cut to her face, cut to Bjorn, like, waking up from her vision. Like, he actually is seeing a vision of his mom dead in the snow. Right. And that's always so interesting to me how connected they all are okay. to themselves. Yeah. Um, because even when Lagatha's village got attacked, you know, Toby had the, vi- you know, the vision, or mm-hmm. Gunhill had the vision. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this moment, Bjorn is, God knows how far away. Yeah, he's still on the ship in the seas trying to get to Katakat. Right. And he, well, even before, he knew that he needed to go back. Mm. And he had that feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is before he actually had this vision. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always amazing and it's just marvelous to know how well connected they are with each other. Uh-huh. Because I know I'm connected to my phone. Okay. <laughs> so you need to call me and tell me what's happening. So for them that You don't time, get, a, you get a vision when somebody's in No, uh-huh. I am not that so raven with yeah. psychic powers uh-huh. or anything of that nature. That is not me. So I'm a, I'm all I love that part of this. We like this that supernatural show. link and the psychic link, you know, yeah. that they all seem to have. And I and we're going to get into that to do too. Is like more uh, revelations from the seer. He comes yeah. back again, like we talk about reincarnated. He comes in like speaking through somebody else. Yeah, but so so we really dig that like supernatural aspect to the show. You yeah, know? love it. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Bjorn's on his way back. He's having this vision of that Lagatha was killed. So he's like, hurry back. We go back. Uh, Lagatha is dead. Uh, Vitz, um, we know Vitzirk has killed her, but he's taken off. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Uber finds her body, the first thing is like, what the heck happened? 
Right. Who killed her? Where is she? How'd she get here? And then, of course, Torvi's concerned. She's like, and why didn't she have anybody with her? She's like, these are like very important people. You know, the she's like the head shield maiden. She's like a, a sacred figure, very revered, like like a huge general. Yes. So that person, like, you would never think they'd be just killed walking alone. Yes. So immediately, so uh, uh, Uber's like, okay, what's going on? Let's get the word out. Where's everybody? And where's my brother, Vitzer? So yes. and he's like and that's like the most um you know what it reminds me of is one of those things like like who you blame whoever's not there. Like, yeah. Who's missing yeah, in the my room? Phone's not missing, but wait, where did Lauren go? <laughs> where where is she? Let's who blame her. Who is missing in the room? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was basically it's like who's missing and Vincer was was missing. Right. So they go to his little lair and they tear they make a big uh dramatic scene, they tear down um the big uh like iron wall that he had built. He's gone. It's like rat infested. Right. So it really gives a, a kind of uh, you really get this uh, this kind of interesting dis- display of like how low he has sunk. We know he's basically gone mad. It's beyond like shrooms and alcohol. He's just yeah. he's just he's mentally when delusional. they're looking for him, they're not looking. You know, back in the day through other episodes and seasons, when something would happen to one of the members, they go to each other. Right. And here they're going to the drug dealer. Yeah, they that's go to the like, crack house. <laughs> that that was the epitome of how low. Yeah, they go to, they go to the local crack house, the heroin den where all the drunks and the junkies Crazy. are. And so there be uh, Uber's picking up. He's like, have you seen Vincent? And he's like, no. I haven't seen him in weeks and blah 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 so yeah so that's where we're at yeah um all right so with that said uh, we know everything's kind of leading up to the funeral and but um when uber is planning the funeral he has this interesting vision we're talking about the seer mm. he's he sees this guy who's like sitting on the side just by the side of the road and the guy seems to be engaging him and they're talking but from uh, Uber's point of view, it's the seer. Correct. And the seer keeps showing up manifesting in, in the body of somebody else, right? Yes. Okay, so what? So interesting, you know, the seer relays uh, the prophecy about how, uh, tor- about, uh, about how Lagatha was killed by one of Ragnar's sons. And do you think that the way the seer portrays it is like, she was killed by Ivar. And, but technically, we know it was, um, it was uh, Vitzerk. Right. But the seer, the seer is basically saying, well, technically, it, it was Ivar. Do you buy that? Do you buy his interpretation? Does that prophecy make I sense? I did. Okay, I did. Come? And I have to give kudos to the writers for this. This was actually a line, if I had to choose like a favorite line out of this episode, this was one of my favorite lines because it was cleverly said in a way that I, I just appreciate good writing. Uh-huh. And for him to say, in a way it is Ivar, but in a way it isn't, it's, it, it gives to the point that it wasn't Victor's fault. Like, you know, at the at the end of the day, yes, it is his fault. He mm. physically did that. He but he Ivar's impact—he's so affected people, like he's Correct. haunted people. So basically, the fear of Ivar and his ghost is basically killed. Exactly, and he was so consumed by this idea and this feeling and this just m- moment that he has to have to kill Ivar that nothing else mattered, and it's consumed his life. So in a way, I I love how the seer presented that. Because, Mm -hmm. yes, it was one of the brothers, but he doesn't say that. But he does say, you know, it is his fault, but it isn't his fault. Right, which is the way prophecy always kind of works. There's always like a little like... Well, there's always like a little like twist or a little disclaimer where prophecy is oh, yeah. not Why quite should we tell thing. you on the yeah. nose. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> we got to play with that a little it. bit. It's never quite how you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as uh, 
part of the I'm I'm encountering the whole uh death sequence and the, and the setting up for the funeral is part of this one Katakat location and they go and uh, Torview goes to Lagatha Island I call it Lagatha Island but it's really just another part of Katakat <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just you know riding through the forest so Torvi goes there I'm so, I, sh- I should have mentioned this she, um she goes there to basically find out what happened, right? Correct. Okay, and uh, she finds Gunhild, who's in bed. She's been wounded, and she's she's like, you know, uh, Lagatha. You know, we we love the way she's a great warrior. She protected us, but you know, she was on her way back, and so they put together that basically, you know, she died on the road, but they don't know how yet, right? Right. Okay. Um. So, but. Uh, while she's there, Torvi, uh, she visits the children. She visits Elsa, her child, right. the other child. And they say goodbye to Tali, the young boy that died. They go to his little gravesite. Oh, Holly, yes, Holly, yes, okay. Yes. And uh, they say a few words. They say a prayer. You know, we'll see you in the afterlife. And that's and that's when we were the first introduction of uh, how this whole episode is so much about the afterlife. She's like, we'll see you in Valhalla. You know, yes. that's we'll be reunited. And we'll see that as a theme as we go. So, okay, so um, with that, Torvi and uh, Gunhild go back to or go back to the main village of Kataka right. where they're uh, preparing this this big uh, ritual, the big yeah. um, the big uh, funeral ritual. And as we know, these Viking funerals, like they're huge, they're epic. Yeah, they're, there's blood and they usually burn the body and there's this huge ceremony. And we get to the point where we find out there's going to be some sacrifice, like some more human sacrifice. Yes. Okay. So this, uh, the, whoever the, um, we have all these guys like in painted like black and white so skull faces. So much is going on. Yeah. And like, these guys are like angels of death. You know, they're all like in their robes and it's like, okay, who will make the sacrifice? They send up the little, the little crow and the crow lands yeah. on this girl named Gita. So I don't know. So wh- how do you feel about Gita and her being chosen to, uh, to go rest with uh, Lagatha? You know, this is where I feel like the Viking way is just so... (laughs) Go a little too far. (laughs) Yes, for me, I mean, I know it's history and everything, but Mm. my God, the the impact that these stories and the culture has on the generations is just crazy to me. Like, it's so impactful because Gita is like, my mother named me after Lagatha's you know so it's faded basically you know it's faded yeah and you just see all these generational things that keep coming back up and it's one of those things that i'm just like their culture runs so deep right and for giza who never has been a shield maiden with her never even seen her before never even seen her before she's like i know that that is my mistress. She's, That's who I'm supposed to go with. And she steps up willingly to the to the audience. You know, we were talking about how in uh, ancient Egypt, you know, they used to burial these pharaohs with like 20 servants. Yeah. So that's not an uncommon thing where they'd sacrifice people, you know, with yeah. their servants or one other person to, to join them or to cater them into the afterlife. But obviously, it just seems crazy right now. <laughs> it does seem crazy right now. But back then, it was an honor, I guess. Very much so. And she was honored to go. You, yeah. can, you know, this was one of the moments where she's like, I'm living my the fulfillment of my life right right and this is my destiny and that's you know all wonderful and dandy but for a quick split second i did (laughs) think that it would have been more appropriate for someone that was closer and knew her and different things Uh, of that nature to go which i loved about this writing i talked about somebody closer almost right Right. (laughs) i love that they wrote that and that just shows how much she loved her right and how much of an impact that she had interesting i don't want to say 
political display. I don't know if it's political or not, but it's interesting, like modern debate because Torvi steps up. And she's like, I want to join it because we know how much you know she loved yeah. uh, Lagatha and 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 Gunhild's like, you've made that decision, but your unborn child hasn't made that decision. I, you know what? I was sitting there going, you know, so this is where we started blurring yeah. some lines a little. I bit. thought that was an, in- <laughs> an interesting, provocative way to say it. It was. It was cleverly said. Yeah. And, you know, I, I definitely do appreciate it for the writing. But at the end of the day, I think that was that was a moment to show just how much of an impact and their relationship that right. Toby and Alagatha have had. Like, mm-hmm. that was a very, very strong connection. They've been together f- since, you know, we can almost remember. Mm-hmm. So that was a beautiful moment, even though her unborn child is not here and <laughs> does not have a say. So they're, they're savages, but they're not monsters. <laughs> they're, they're killers, but who do you think we are? We're not crazy. <laughs> we're not going to kill children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so we're winding down, and I know, uh, audience, sit tight with us. We're going to get to our news. We're going to get to our special segment. We're going to get to predictions, but we just want to wrap up with this funeral. Yeah. So... Um, Vitzerk is meanwhile found a, a search party and they find, uh, I'm sorry, Uber sent out a search party and they find Vitzerk. Correct. Someplace they, out in the middle of the snow and he's playing up that I'm sick. They're like, what's going on? Where were you? Do you know what happened to Lagatha? And he's playing off like, oh, I'm sick. I don't know. Leave me alone. So, yeah. I don't know. They, they're trying to put him under the sweat box, but he's he's playing crazy. <laughs> he's playing crazy, but everybody knows there's something up. It's a, like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a big question mark, yeah. a cloud over his head. You're out here in the woods. You've been high and on drugs <laughs> for the last however many months. Okay, uh-huh. let's be real. Right. And for a drug addict to leave what they're doing and what is the most important thing for them and Mm. go sit in the woods is Uh already a red flag. Bam. Red flag, which I love about that scene. Yeah, all they need is like little like bloody footprints where he left the body. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was like, no, this this is so out of your nature right now. All right, so we get to the funeral and we have like, again, we have like the guys in the black skeleton faces yeah gita goes up to to this priestess this female priestess and she looks like the angel of death because like her eyes are like dilated yeah. like this big all black she asks her how do you want to go and she's like i'd rather be stabbed and she's like you have fear and gita's like no give it to me <laughs> <laughs> bam so she stabs gita you know and gita you know that was part of the sacrifice Cut to, they even saw like this whole bucket of blood being thrown on Lock of this big yeah. ship. And I'm like, that must be Gita's blood, right? Well, so they get well the I think it's the four blood. horses. Remember, there were four in horses. to the horses, that's oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be her blood, too. Okay. But I thought majority of that was It was a bloody mess. Horses. They had four horses' heads cut off. They had her horses' heads cut off. They had Gita's head cut off. You know how the Vikings get down. <laughs> there was a lot of blood. Yeah. So everybody's <laughs> leaving trinkets. Um... Uh, Uber's there. He says a few words. Uh, he leaves uh, little trinkets. Uh, the daughter comes up and leaves a little trinkets. Her shield is there. Yeah. And then, as you called out, they have all of her shield mains there. Oh my God. So. Thank you, production. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love this scene. It was beautiful to watch. All the shield maidens were the ones that were sending they her were off. Sending physically her off. sending her off. Yeah. We saw a line of shield maidens with the rope that was pulling the boat out to sea or through the ice, rather. Mm-hmm. And then we saw with the arrows shot in the air, those they all were came up all. From the mountain. Yeah, yeah, it was, was cool. beautiful. It was yeah. just a nice tribute to a strong woman and just like the impact that yeah. this 
this female has had on her village and the culture and just sending off another shield mating. Mm-hmm. And I love that. that I like was how they, they send off their own, you know, yeah. like their own, arm, they're their own army and their own like yeah. wing. That was yeah. beautiful. So it was a great send off. And we're going to talk about uh, Lagatha and her epic death a little bit more when we get to the news and the actress who plays her. But just to kind of put a pin in it, the little girl, Torby's little girl, Elsa, she runs up when they're burning the, when they finally like light the uh, boat on fire in the snow, yeah. and you're like, oh no, I hope she doesn't like jump in the fire and yeah, do something crazy like what her was, brother. <laughs> what she was about to do. I literally was like, no, and then I was like, oh, okay, she stopped. So she stops, and she like, um, you know, makes a little opening in the snow, and she looks down, and she sees a vision of Lagatha yeah. looking like the Ice Maiden. Yeah. And in below the surface, and this is what you see, below the surface, she not only looks like this um, heavenly ice maiden and all flowy and stuff, but like really pale, kind of like in the afterlife. She's surrounded by all the Valkyrie. And for, and for the, and the only reason I know those are Valkyrie, they kept alluding to it, because I watched like um, like Marvel and Thor. And the, uh, <laughs> and the yes. Valkyrie are the female warriors who yeah. ride on horseback. Who nice. are basically who guard Valhalla in the afterlife. Mm. So the, the Valkyrie escort her to Valhalla to the afterlife she has this wonderful army down the supernatural army of like angelic like beings guarding her and then her and then her soul basically rests right next to Ragnar yeah and turns into sand yeah and turns into sand so anyway um, very impactful death ladies and gentlemen wait 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 but we have to talk about Bjorn because he got there right right in the the nick of time very good so catch us up with Bjorn he got there at the very end this this was the crazy part because I I seriously thought that he was going to miss the funeral and it broke because he comes back that's right and everybody's gone I forgot that he came back and nobody's at the town it was about to break my heart because that was the whole reason why Lagatha went back to the village for the most part she wanted to see her son right so that was a really serious moment I love the speech that he gave mm. you know his speech also kind of gives us a little a little clue to what's about to happen next because mm. he is coming for her murderer he's like i Ooh. will avenge you murderer <laughs> <laughs> but i think it was a very very sweet moment between a son and a mother so okay. i loved it great 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 all right so we're gonna uh get down to the wire we're gonna first let's go to news and yeah. our news is kind of overlaps the the whole death of Lagatha and the actress who plays her. So, um, Lauren, tell us about that interview and then where they kind of her and Michael Hurst kind of discuss that whole scene. Yeah. So this week's news is coming from Entertainment Tonight Canada, and it was a really sweet and beautiful interview between Catherine Winnick, who plays Lagatha, and Michael Hurst, who is the producer or the executive producer and the creator of Vikings. And both of them talked about how this scene was extremely hard to shoot. Michael Hurst talked about how this scene was extremely hard to write and for him to send off one of the heart characters of the whole show was a very emotional moment for him Lagatha spoke so many encouraging words of just how or Catherine Winnick talked about how Lagatha was such an empowerful character to this show, an to empowerful women. women yeah. yeah, so this was such a beautiful moment. You can check out more of it on Entertainment Tonight Canada. If you follow Catherine Winnick on um, Instagram, we find out that she is directing hey. the next episode. So, not to be too sad for the Lagatha send-off, uh-huh. but Catherine Winnick is going to have many, many more moments with the Viking series. So, so the women are getting in front of the camera and empowered behind the camera too. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So uh, the last thing we're going to end off with 
is the best craziest kill. Ooh. Now, you had the greatest suggestion because I thought it was just going to be... Donald's just gonna be locked at this death, but somebody really gets the knife to the head, or really yes. the knife to the gut, and that is your girl Gita. That was yes. your choice. Yes, Gita was my choice this week. Okay. Yeah. And again, like I know we kind of talked about it, but why do you like that death scene so much, and her and her uh, actually embracing it? Well, I don't know if I. Well, we'll put it this way. I like it for this choice of getting this award for this week uh, because, because it was surprising. It was because it was surprising, yeah. and it was in honor of you know Lagatha. So uh, this was something that was for once a death that was by choice, right, right. versus most of the deaths that happen in this <laughs> show are not by choice. <laughs> yeah. So this was a very sweet moment in honor of the Shield Maiden. There you go. All right. So we're gonna wrap this up with predictions before we get out of here we're almost at the I think they said we're uh, two episodes away from the mid-season finale yes. so predictions we got a lot on the table we saw something in the in the in the uh trailer for next week. I tried to turn my head, but I think you may have had some predictions on it. Anyway, tell yeah. me your predictions for the next couple couple of episodes coming up. No doubt about it, Bjorn is going for Vixen. This okay. is happening. All right. He he has said it three times. Uh-huh. In when, when it's said in thirds, it's happening. Right, right, right. It's yeah. happening. Anytime that filmmaker tells you something three times, it's going to happen. Right. right, it's happening. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we can all kind of it kind of looks like that's where they're leaning uh, as far as Russia. I'm interested to find out what's going to happen with King Oleg. So I'm going to say that he's going to somehow escape jail at some point in time. Because I don't okay. want to see the show just him just languishing in jail. Can, that's not interesting I, I to me. I can go for that. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on After Buzz. So this episode is coming to an end. We want you to join us every Wednesday night at 10 here on After Buzz where we recap the latest episode of Vikings. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you to my partner in crime, Lauren. Yes, always. Thank you. And Lauren, where can they find you? (laughs) You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B. Mosley. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y. And you can always check me out on some of my other shows. There you go. I started DC Legends of Tomorrow this past week. So those are happening on Tuesday. Nice. Go check her out. And this is your boy Algie again uh, saying goodbye. You can find me on Instagram at Algie underscore Jamaica House. You can also check me out on The New Pope. The New Pope is back. He used to be called The Young Pope, but now it's called The New Pope. And so we do that on Tuesday nights at (laughs) 9. All right. So thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you next Wednesday here on After Buzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.